And it's Maestro A, it's Kenny T. I'm back in New York City after a, a weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada, where I was covering the Devin Haney-Jojo Diaz fight and watched the Tank Davis-Isaac Pitbull Cruz fight on my phone because it wasn't anywhere in Las Vegas that was actually showing it. But I'm happy to be back on a Wednesday not on a Monday this week, but on a Wednesday with my brother, Kenny T. Kenny T, what's good, family? We back again, man. You know, had to postpone. Life happens sometimes. You know, I got sick. You was delayed with your flight. It is what it is. But we back here. We back strong. We back with a great show. So let's knock it out the park. 100% we're going to do that. And uh, look, let's get started just with a recap real quick of I think the only fight that really mattered on Saturday in Vegas, no disrespect to Jessica McCaskill, but um, that was pretty much a one-sided fight, even though it was for a women undisputed championship of the world. It was Devin Haney defending his WBC title against George Gambosos Jr.'s. But, well, look, we hope he'll face George Gambosos Jr. He fought uh, Jojo Diaz, sorry, uh, Jr., uh, Joseph Diaz Jr., Saturday night uh, for his WBC title. Uh, Gambosis was there. I'm going to go to an interview with Gambosis in a moment. And uh, I had it 117-111, Kenny, on my scorecard. I was scoring the fight round by round there live from uh, press row. thought it was a convincing win by Haney. It was a competitive fight. My belief generally, and I said this Sunday in the post-fight show that we did, was that, look, I felt that even when Diaz was doing well, Haney was doing a little bit better in most rounds. And look, he did what he had to do. And to his credit, I felt he stood there and traded even a little bit more than he had to at times. And that made for a very entertaining fight. Kenny, what were your general thoughts on the fight? Because I know we talked about it at length on Sunday morning. Yeah, man. uh, Look, uh, Devin Haney went out there and did exactly what he had to do. He looked good doing it. Uh, I'm tired of the robbery talk that I keep hearing people say, like, come on, bro. Give people their credit. Not everything is a robbery. Jojo Diaz did very well. A lot better than some people expected him to do. Worse than I expected him to do, you know. Um, I thought he was going to be a lot sharper out there. But you know what? Devin Haney's a difficult contestant. Long reach, very fast hands, fast jab, great footwork. And he tried to stay in the pocket and fight back. I think Devin Haney looked great. I think he looked way better than his fight against Linares. Although Jojo doesn't have the same punching power, uh, he he just played the game much better defensively and, and offensively and was willing to take the risk. It wasn't all about staying away and using a jab to win a fight with a jab and keeping it 100% boring. I think he did what he had to do. And shout-out to Jojo Diaz, too, because he fought very, very well. He was very, very, very aggressive. It's just there's a big size difference between the two, but there's a big reach difference between the two. And Jojo did the best that he can do as a dude coming up from another weight class. So shout-out to both fighters. You know, let's let's stop the robbery talk because that was definitely not a robbery. We did see one robbery this weekend, and that was not it. 
You're on mute. I don't think that it was a a robbery either. Again, it was a close fight. Um, It wasn't a blowout by any means. Uh, It was a close fight, but it was a fight that I feel Devin Haney clearly won. I felt he won it comfortably. Like I said, I scored it 117-111. I'm sure there are people who are going to disagree with that scorecard, but that's absolutely fine. Uh, That's their prerogative. Um, What I'd like to do is uh, play you a bit of an interview I did with his own promoter, Jojo Diaz, that is. I spoke to Don Roberto Diaz after the fight, and here is what Don Diaz had to say. Roberto Diaz, thoughts of of the fight and and, uh, Jojo's performance tonight? I'm very proud of him. I'm very happy. You guys saw the odds, everybody counted them out. They were already talking about uh, Devin fighting proposals, Devin fighting other fights before JoJo. Devin won the fight. But JoJo had his moment to show why he's that type of fighter from back in the day. They don't care about protecting the bureau and, and having a pretty record. They care to put up this fight for the fans. And that means sometimes you're going to take a loss, but they're really going to take challenges. And that's what makes JoJo you heard it right there uh for anyone that thinks it was a robbery that think that jojo won you heard it right there from don roberto diaz himself it was a valiant performance it was a de- performance that made him proud but it was also a fight that devin haney won in that jojo diaz lost and there's no shame in that jojo will go on to do great things i'm sure because one thing i felt that he did do was establish himself as a top player at 135 pounds. Anyone wanting to see the full interview, you guys can go to um, the video section of this page. It is up there. Now, look, let's go right into potentially what might happen next because for those of you who are thinking about potential matchups, George Gambosis Jr. was in the house. I spoke to him. I spoke to his father. That's a potential matchup. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, Kenny. I think that it's great. Uh makes me feel like uh George Cambosis uh feels like uh uh Jojo Diaz, you know, not afraid to let that O go. And I that, I think that he's trying to be great. He went to Tank's fight, he went to Devin Haney's fight. Uh, you know, I respect the man. Seems like he's not afraid of anything, seems like he's not ducking and dodging anything, uh, which is uh the story that we frequently see. I would love to see that fight. Uh at the moment, without seeing any extra tape, uh, making, you know, just talking off the top of my head, it seems like uh, it would be a win for Devin Haney, but we don't know because that's what we thought about uh, from Lopez. So let's wait and see. Let's give it some time. Let's get some uh, boxing media. Let's not all jump to conclusions. Great job by Cambosis to show that he wants those fights. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big ups to uh, the guys that do take that fight. Obviously, he's the guy that everybody thinks is weak and has the belts. But at the end of the day, the guy is not a walk in the park. Although Bob Arum said today, I saw an interview, Bob Arum was saying that um, he's not that great of a fighter. That the only reason Teofimo lost was because of the air in the, between the chest and the lungs. And uh, that he should have been in the hospital, not in the ring. I don't know, you know. Yes, the man was hurt, but those, you know, excuses are excuses. The man lost in the ring. Whether he had air in his lungs or not, he went out there emotionally swinging for the fences, and that did not work out for his benefit. It is what it is. 
Well, Ken, know, shout, shout out to Cambosis for seeking the biggest fights. 100%. And we'll get into the, some of the player haters in the sport later on. So, Kenny, so save that thought on Bob Arum and specifically that comment about Teofimo Lopez. But first, I want to go to George Gambosis, who, again, I spoke to live in Vegas after the fight. Here's what he had to say. Have a listen. Like, the best, the best, and the best in the business, you know, so. And let, it, let everyone know your name. Arnold Gonzalez. Gonzalez. I'm 9-0 nine, I'm nine right now, five knockouts. Um, and, you know, just like I said, I'm just surrounding myself with the best, the best in the business, the George Cambosis, the Manny Pacquiao's. And, obviously, George, what was it, last weekend, proved that he's one of the top dogs in, the, in, in, in boxing, period, you know. And nobody can take that away from him. So, I'm just blessed to be around these guys, you know. Absolutely. And where are you fighting out of? I'm, I'm, I'm originally from New York, born and raised in New York, in Harlem, New York, but I live over in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, you're from Harlem? That's dope. That's dope, yeah. I mean, we live in the Bronx, South Bronx. Oh, that's the yeah, squad, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, it's coming up big time. Absolutely. Fight and safe. So, George, uh, talk to us a little bit about tonight, you know, and coming out over here. Why it was important to you to see this fight and then your thoughts about the fight? Yeah, it was very important to be here to um, make a stand too that, hey, can most of the war about anyone. He'll be here ringside to, to have a look. So, I'll be at the Javante Davis fight tomorrow as well. You know, and uh, I, I would have loved to be at the Lomachenko fight, but unfortunately... You know, well, not unfortunate. I need to get home to my kids. I've been away too long. So, um, you know, all the best of them as well. I saw what I saw today, and uh, it was a good performance. But um, I know what I bring to the table, and you know, I'm not going to outshine his, his victory. Great win, Devin, and we, we know what it is. Top man. So is your next fight going to be in Australia? So he went on to say that his next fight's going to be in Australia. And look, he was there scouting. He clearly wants the big fights, Kenny. And one thing I wanted to show there is that he's – Willing to share the spotlight, bro, with his with his trading partner, uh, who we who we gave a lot of shine to. Uh, to me, that showed a lot. Um, he's he's taking this guy around, uh, showing him off to the media, giving him a big up. A guy who's right out of uh, uptown Manhattan, like you, Kenny. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, you know, it's amazing even more that the guy is not Australian. You know, the the guy is, uh, you know, no nowhere near even the same race. You know, I love to see it. It's like, oh, we both trained with Pacquiao, so we stayed buddies. We stayed as, uh, training together. He's coming up. I'm already established. I'm going to use my shine to shine some light on the young man. You know, very anti-Mayweather-like. I appreciate stuff like that, and I love to see stuff like that in the sport. One, it, 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 it's kind of like a specifically kind of like how you have helped me and D style has helped me and such with getting started with YouTube and you guys are already established and I'm the guy that's trying to get established and you guys are, you know, throwing me a bone. Greatly appreciate the same type of scenario. Oh, I appreciate that. I don't, I don't put myself up there with the lightweight champion of the world, Kenny, but you're my brother and I appreciate all that you do on this show. So Anything that I can do to help you, you know I'm going to try to do it. And I know the same is true with D-Style as well. So, look, a day later, uh, Tank Davis took on Isaac Pitbull Cruz, a guy who I had to apologize to. I did it on Instagram because I referred to him as Cannon Fodder last week on the roundtable. Look, I felt that way not because of what I had seen in the ring, but essentially because of Leonard Ellerby, Floyd Mayweather, and we're going to get to this later on, the fact that they essentially just pick one-sided fights for Tank Davis. And to Isaac Cruz's credit, he showed up. He showed out. He took multiple rounds from Tank Davis. Um, 
I don't necessarily think he won the fight, but he definitely showed that he belongs at least in there with the likes of Tank Davis. Uh, what it says for Tank Davis at 135 pounds, Kenny, is I think the bigger question. Because at the end of the day, Isaac Cruz was not really on anyone's list of top-tier lightweights in the world. He beat him. It was a unanimous decision. He said later on that there were some hand injury issues. Uh, that might have played a bit into this performance. Who knows? Kenny, I want to get your thoughts. But before that, I got to get to the super chat from my brother, Slide Tendencies 87. I got to ding the bell for him. Let me get that. I, I, don't, I don't hear it right now. Loud and clear for Slide Tendencies. Um, Leonard ain't slamming anyone. He can't even knock out type 2 diabetes. Shout out Kenny and the main man, Maestro. Trust me, we're going to get into LRB. If you're waiting to see a little bit of LRB and a little bit of Maestro and Kenny T reacting to it, you're in for a nice remainder of the show. Trust that because we are going to get into that one next. Kenny, though, give me your thoughts on Tank Davis, Isaac, Pete Bull Cruz. Man, uh, shit, look, I've been thinking this for a long time. Tank Davis is a very skilled fighter and unproven. And I think there's a reason why he's unwilling to go in there and take the risks against risky fighters that have a lot of skill. Uh, you know, every time that we see him go up against somebody who's very, very skillful, we do see a couple of uh, flaws in the armor. Uh, we saw a lot of flaws in the armor versus Isaac Cruz. Yeah, I get the hand was injured, and it definitely was injured. I saw an image of it today. That hand is crazy. It, it's an actual real injury. But at the end of the day, you know, that level of greatness as everyone sees it should there should be no competition between him and a dude like Pitbull, who's a nobody, quote unquote, that people thought uh, was going to get knocked out. Uh, I thought was going to get knocked out, too. I had him getting knocked out in the late rounds. I, I said there's no way Mayweather's going to get in there and just not Mayweather. Excuse me. Tank is going to get in there and trade with the guy in the early rounds. There's no way that it's happening. And then and it didn't happen, you know. Um, but, yeah, big props to Pitbull Cruz. He did what he had to do. Um TMT and GTD promotions, uh, they created a, a shine for a fighter. They gave him money and they put him on the map because now people are going to be fighting Pitbull Cruz as a, oh, look, I, I knocked him out. Tank, what's up, Tank? Tank, what's up, Tank? You know, so, you know, they just put a guy on the map. And I think Isak Cruz did what he had to do. I definitely think Gervonta Tank Davis won the fight, but by a smidget, maybe. It was very, very close. Um, and that's that. Yeah, I think uh, the, the the fight card, I think, was actually really good and yeah. worth the money. It was yeah, definitely yeah. worth the money. For all the people saying that it was not going to be worth the money, it was definitely worth it. Uh, I don't know if it was worth $80, Kenny. I'm not saying not $80. Fight card. I think it was a good fight card. I don't think it was an $80 pay-per-view. You know, I would have much rather personally uh, had a, the entire card of something of that sort you know, bundled into my the zone package. I don't know if you guys can tell I'm a big fan of the zone. I like paying my flat $100 fee per year and getting all my fights included. I don't like paying, you know, the payment plan, the layaway plan, the month to month, sometimes two uh, big payments a month for pay-per-view, but I do it 
because I got to give the people what they want. And to do that, I got to watch the fights. I got to do what I need to do for my subs here on Maestro A Boxing. So look, speaking of subs, I got to get to one of the big subs right here. The big dog. Nando, big time super check coming your way. Or my way, I should say. He says, and it's very insightful from Nando, as usual, he asks, should Cruz and JoJo consider a move back down to 130? In my appealing, or sorry, in my opinion, their ceiling at lightweight is gatekeeper and occasional spoiler. Height and power deficit. Man, ding the bell for Nando, man. That's, that's Nando Stradamus right there. He's, he's, he's laying down the yellow brick road for those two. And I got to agree with them, man. They're a little bit small for 135 pounds, Kenny. Especially when you're talking about guys with their style. And especially when you're talking about divisions like this one, that oftentimes these days have, like, big dudes. Devin Haney's a tall, big dude, right? Um, You know, I don't know if Tail's going to be there any longer, but he's a big dude for the weight class as well. You know what I mean? Uh, So it's, 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 it's difficult, you know? Because Tank Davis is there, but is he even really a lightweight? Is he even campaigning at lightweight? I mean, it's kind of a mirage, I think, because he's not taking on really top lightweights. Oh, but my Astro, look at Pitbull Cruz's rankings. He was up there in the top five. Okay, guys, but we know that those rankings don't always indicate, you know, who the best, like, legitimate top-tier talents are in a division. Just check the heavyweight rankings if you want to dispute that with me. We got another big dog in the house. That is long live boxing. Long live boxing says salute master on Kenny T respect to the chat. Great stuff as always. Love the conversation. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe 100 HCP. I got it. Yeah. You know what? He's absolutely right. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell. Do it right now, especially if you are not subscribed to Maestro A Boxing. And that actually goes as well for my brother Kenny T with Knocked Out by Kenny. He's going to be dropping the link later on in the show. So make sure you click that link and do exactly the same thing when it comes to my brother Kenny T. So look, we got some haters Haters in the sport of boxing. There is no doubt about it, okay? I'm not necessarily going to rank my top five or my top ten or even my top three in terms of player haters in the sport. But, guys, Bob Arum definitely has to be ranked up there um, with them. And we're going to, you know, talk a little bit, maybe more than a little bit, about uh the guys who I think are clearly at the top of the list. You know, I won't even say, uh, but let's just say my list number one starts with Leonard Ellaby. Number two is probably Floyd. uh, And then it's Aram. Now that I I just did it, I just gave my top three. I said I wasn't going to, but I just did. Okay. And that's saying a lot because I didn't even include Oscar. And he's one of the biggest haters. You know, maybe I do have to put Oscar on my list. Let yeah, me and you know, I, I, I in my show because Oscar's definitely up there as well. 
There's Lower no Bob Arum. There's Lower no Bob Arum. Well, I got scratch out Arum and Oscar, right? Especially when it yeah. comes to Canelo stuff. Yeah, so those are my top three. But look, before I get into that, Kenny, I want you to start talking a little bit about what you were saying earlier with Teofimo Lopez and Bob Arum's comments, and then I'm going to give you my perspective on the whole thing. Gotcha. Yeah, so uh, on Fight Hype, uh, uh, I saw a video today that came up on Fight Hype. Shout out to them. They A lot of great content from them. But uh, they put this video interviewing Bob Arum, and Bob Arum, it was his first time speaking about Teofimo and the fight that he had with Cambosis. And he said that pretty much that he doesn't think that Cambosis is really a talented fighter like that that he feels that Teofimo Lopez would have beaten him any day if he didn't have the air in his lungs, that Teofimo Lopez should not have been um, in the ring, that he should have been in the hospital on the bed, uh, something along those lines. Don't quote me. I'm saying exactly what he's saying, but in my own words. Um, And, yeah, that was the gist of it. It was, uh, like, hate or slight towards Cambosis and trying to big up his own fighter, Teofimo Lopez, for once, because he didn't do that in the past. But, uh yeah, it was pretty much shedding hate on Cambosis and how he obliterated uh, Teofimo and made him look re- horrible in most of those rounds, 90% of those rounds. Wow. Well, shout out to my brother Joe Habib because he made the connection between the injury and an event that took place. And I'm going to play you footage courtesy of Fight Hype, the same website mentioned by my brother Kenny T., they showed some exclusive preparation for the Gambosis fight undertaken by none other than Teo Fimo Lopez Jr. Kenny, good idea or bad idea to do this going into a fight? Let's have a look. Yikes. I mean, what he has is essentially caused by blunt force trauma, as Joe made clear. Uh, That looked like blunt force trauma to me, Kenny, by very physically imposing beast of a man, pause, who, let's be honest, wreaked havoc on that dude's body before a major fight. What what was what was what was the what was the planning there? Why was that necessary? Uh, for me, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The guy is trying to show, oh, I could take a body hit, brother. That man may still be the strongest man in the world. Or I, I know a couple of years he was. I don't know who's the strongest man in the world today. It changes year by year. Uh, but yeah, this guy is up there. And if you heard the impact of that punch, that was crazy, man. If that was would have been a little bit to the side and not right in the middle of the chest, it would have probably cracked the rib. Yeah. But being, in, being in the chest, it gave the man air in, the, in what is it, the cavity between his lungs and the chest and the bones? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, look, if there was such an injury going into the fight, then Bob Aaron, with all due respect, like that should have been taken care of before the fight. He shouldn't have fought. Uh, his dad as his trainer should have pulled him from the fight. If it was as serious as it's being made out to be right now, um, the fact is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kenny, they predicted a first-round knockout. They predicted a guaranteed before the third. 
or before the fourth anyways. They said first round. That, that was it. It, it, it didn't happen. Um, and here we go. So, look, I don't think that that was a wise move by Teofimo Lopez. The injuries that were sustained by him could have easily been caused by that. Thank you, Mr. Joe Habib, for making that connection. And now it is time, second half of the show, to get started with our list of player haters. Now, you know, I, I there's there's a list of guys. You know, I named my top three. Kenny, I want you to think about who your top guys are. You know, I might have missed somebody that I can't remember right now. Top three, top three haters that are uh, uh, trainers, promoters, or like just yeah, general? Top three, top three, top three haters, right? In in the sport, top three trainer. Let's just say promoters in general. Up on my intro, how dare you not include me in this list? I'm the biggest hater. I'm Dawn Hater. I'm Dawn Hater. Include me, my asshole. Well. I'm not including you, dear sir, because you're not a promoter. We're going to restrict this list to promoters. I know you love to hate Don Odio, okay? But stay in your lane. You're not a promoter, okay? Stay in your lane. You can hate in the chat. You can hate on the phone. You can hate if we give you the link to the video. And I don't know how you keep getting these links. Kenny, why do you keep sending these guys links to my show, dog? I don't know, man. They hacking, bro. They they got the the people with the mask. I forgot. Uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> the, the hackers. Anonymous. There All we right. go. <laughs> so look, uh, let's get into uh the discussion right now because these are some serious player haters. Okay, when it comes to the sport, and when it also comes to cop blocking these fights, bro. Because that's my main concern. But before we get to that, I gotta give it up. To the big dog himself, the biggest of the dogs with the biggest bite and the biggest bark, one of the best boxing debate of debaters and savant minds in the sport, definitely in the YTBC. It's El Capitan D style boxing. He came with the super chat. He said, My grandfather, when I did something dumb, what could have come out of it? What good could have come out? Oh, of what it? good could have come out of it? Yeah. There you go. And he's talking about the Teofimo Lopez thing. So um, there we go. Uh, okay, so look, let's get into it right now because I got a video to share. And this was after the people are going to know this video. It's out there. Many people have seen it. Uh, shout out to In The Ring. Sorry, not, uh, shout out to uh, Behind The Gloves um, with Michelle Phelps. She took this video. Tank Davis is being asked a question about opponents and have a listen. So, this is everything in house. Mayweather Promotions, PBC. I mean, we all work family. Well, first of all, I got to go back and rewind that a little bit because, you know, the sweat, I guess it was a little hot under the cap for my brother Javante because when he was asked the question, you know, he had to adjust things, you know, wipe down the sweat a little bit and then. His promoter, who I consider to be the second biggest hater in the sport, took over. But let's have a listen again from the top. So, let's keep everything in-house. Mayweather Promotions, PBC. I mean, we all work family. So, 
I mean, we're not going to go nowhere. Maybe another company, great. So we got plenty of fighters. This at 140, 135, and 130. We're going to continue to fight the fighters that we got to fight. Only that. So, Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong, but that really doesn't sound like a guy, uh, A, who's about his fighter, uh, number one. I mean, the amount of, re- of jewelry that he was wearing, I mean, literally taking the shine away <laughs> from Gervonta, number one. Number two, I- I'd like you to name me your top five fighters in the PBC between 130 or 140 pounds. That would be great fighters for Gervonta. Five, four, Three, two, Kenny, you couldn't do it. What's wrong with you, bro? What's wrong with you? (laughs) Who are they? Who are these guys? Who are these guys? Because apparently, and we're going to get to the videos later, nobody's heard of Josh Taylor. Nobody's heard of these other opponents. Well, who heard of uh, Mario Barrios? Who heard of Isaac Cruz? Uh, Kenny... When you hear a promoter essentially saying right off the jump, we're not going to fight anybody that's not aligned with us, even though we don't have anybody for this guy to fight, what are you thinking? Well, uh, as the general public, I'm thinking, damn, this guy is fucking greedy. What the fuck? You, you're, you're the richest man in sports. You've made the most money from sports in sports fucking history. You keep on coming back and fighting exhibitions where you gain millions. What the fuck, bro? Your company does not need all this fucking money. And thinking as if I was a fighter, it'd be like, bro, what about my fucking career? Fuck your fucking company. What about my career? Fuck the money team. Fuck the whole promotional company. How about my career, my legacy, my Hall of Fame status when I retire? How about that? You're getting me money. I'm getting you money. So I I can leave the money team right now. And still command the same crowd and probably the same money that I'm doing with the money team. I got what I'm going to get from the money team already. That'd be my thought process. I mean, taking away the performance that he gave, and yes, he did go to distance with Javante Davis. I mean, Isaac Cruz was not really a super fight. Isaac Cruz was not a fight anybody was calling for. And they were going, oh, but Maestro, he was a replacement. He was a replacement, but let's face facts. If they're talking about Roley being one of the big dudes at 135, he's not, with all due respect, until he proves himself. Beating up Anthony Can You Dig It, Yig It is not proof that you are up there with the guys like Agambosis or guys like Teofimo or guys like uh, Lomachenko or, or Comey who are both fighting against each other this weekend. Uh, it's just not. So... Look, you got to start off with the fact that they let the cat out of the bag. They let the cat out of the bag. And if you need to hear it again, we could do that. So, everything in house. They were the promotions, PDC. I mean, we all were family. So, I mean, we're not going to go nowhere and make another company great. So, we're going to start it right there. I mean, they're blocking. Now, You go from Floyd's comments, you know, back over to Michelle Joy Phelps. She's done some great work, believe it or not, on her channel of getting these interviews. We're going to go to another guy who makes my list in terms of the player haters. These guys got PhDs, player hated degrees, all right, advanced doctoral degrees in hating, okay? Let's go to Mr. Leonard Ellerby. Kenny, I'm going to play some of it, and then I want to get a little bit of a Kenny reacts to this 
when no nobody know who you are, it's kind of hard. You don't really. And I'm just being honest. Somebody took a, a comment that I'm that I made about Taylor the other day, and it was no disrespect to him. All I was just simply saying is that they were having a unification fight, and it was like a thousand tickets sold. That's not. I mean, now he's a he's a great draw in Scotland and other places that he's fought, but that's overseas. And if and if you notice all the all the so first of all, number one, Kenny, before you react, I gotta say this: that fight took place in the pandemic. Number one, but uh, what are your thoughts when you hear him say, "Nobody knew, knows who that guy knows who you are"? It's uh, him uh, clearly hating. Um, it's what, what what he does, right? It's what what promoters do. They they try to promote a certain aspect of something, try to brainwash you that the other aspect of that is false or bad or whatever the case may be. It's like these vaccine promoters. Oh, get the COVID vaccine. Oh, get the booster shot. Oh, now you can get a job. Now you're fine. Now you can't get sick. And then this Omicron shit comes out, and the, the the same people are promoting that it's still just as great and covers the booster shot, and promoting how oh, if you don't get the vac- the vaccine shot, you're anti-American. Uh, you you're gonna die. Uh, you're gonna catch COVID. You can't work. Uh, there's something mentally wrong with your. You have a mental illness. Uh, you know. It's just like that. It's delusional shit of people with a certain narrative pushing their narrative and promoting their narrative while trying to brainwash you and hating on something else. Uh, it's it seems to be the the promoter um, the promoter outline that Ellerby has taken on after uh, De La Hoya and Aram. The dude is like a black Bond villain, bro. I mean, showing up. The shades are on. The only thing missing is the cat. You know, we're both cat guys. Maybe I should hook LLB up with a cat. He can take it around and like pet the cat everywhere he goes. Uh, a Nikki cat. Yeah, that's the only thing missing right now, to be honest with you. But let's listen to a little bit more Leonard LLB. And then I want to hear what you got to say, Kenny. Let's go. No, it, it, it'll be okay because I don't worry about that. See, that's, that's the difference between me. It's like, we're going to have well over 14,000 people in the building on Saturday night. Okay. And I guarantee you this, and you can quote me on this, there will probably be maybe 100 peers in there. 100 maybe. Die hard. The die hard. It's the first time I've heard anybody actually check him on some bullshit. He's saying that out of all of the fans that we're going to be there to see that, by the way, this is from the Barrios tank fight, that only about 100 of them were like actual, real, like hardcore boxing fans. The guy's like, really? Just 100 out of 14,000? You you caught that, right, Kenny? Yes. <laughs> Let's go. One second. Die hard. <clears throat> what is everybody else coming to see? He put, no, no, I'm, I'm just telling I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I, and, and when I'm when I'm saying that I'm speaking in terms of that the people that want to see him lose now of course you got diehard boxing fans in Atlanta of course you do I'm just talking about the people that want to see him lose you know what I'm saying and I guarantee you this all the fans who will be in attendance they're coming, they're coming to see a show. 
They'll know the first thing about if you got one title, 49 titles, they don't care. But one thing they do know. He's the most exciting fighter in the entire sport. Wow. Take that. Pause that real quick, bro. This is too much. It's this clown shit. Much. What he's saying is contradicting one of his other statements and one of Mayweather statements that Mayweather just said in this last press conference. Because he said, oh, only about 100 of the people here out of the 14,000 are boxing fans. Uh, so, so then what you're telling me is that just like Mayweather was saying, he's a social media star like Ryan Garcia because boxing fans aren't watching him for boxing. He's a he's a social media guy. That's what you're telling me, right? Because if, if, if the guys – and he's also trying to say <laughs> that, that boxing fans aren't boxing fans if you're not rooting for Tank Davis. Like what the fuck? Pushing his own false narrative, getting – all his troops riled up, and the what you called them? Uh, what you called them yesterday? The parrots? No, no, that was D style. My guy D style. I was watching D style, calling all these niggas parrots, and it's completely fucking true. Repeat whatever the fuck they say. I mean, I'll say I'll, I'll say what Joe Habib said on my show yesterday. Uh, shout out to Joe Habib and salute to him for always doing a great show with me that we call Sucker Punches. All right, he said that these guys that interview Leonard Ellaby, half of them are doing pull up competitions on his nuts i mean they don't check him on anything so but that guy to his credit did try to check him a little bit on the uh 100 uh fan uh comment but let's listen to a little bit more let's go eyes don't lock and every time he goes in there and steps up in that that ring he delivers he gives the fans exactly what they want to see and that's knockouts and there's never a dull moment, you know, in it. When we were down here with Gamboa, what takes best for Well, he honestly didn't do too well against Gamboa, and he didn't get a knockout against Isaac Cruz. So, look, if you were catching it, he's saying he doesn't have to fight guys like Josh Taylor because no one knows who Josh Taylor is. Uh, there's only about 100 guys that show up actually even wanting to see boxing. Everybody else that's in these sellout crowds – uh, really is only showing up to watch Tank whoop ass and get a knockout. And really? I mean, guys, this is cock blocking big fights on an all-time great level here. He's basically saying Tank Davis is never going to fight anybody. I hope that this is not true, but this is actually the path that they got this dude on. And I feel bad for Tank Davis because he's a talented guy who should be testing himself against the best. But he's not because he's got these two dudes spearheading his career out there, putting all of his fights on pay-per-view where the majority of boxing fans, believe it or not, don't get to watch it because it's behind the paywall. OK, and now they're setting him up because when you get in against when you're in against low level, lower level competition all the time. Right. You might slip on a banana skin and, and drop rounds or even a whole fight to a guy like Isaac Cruz. Instead of dropping a fight or being in a competitive fight against somebody better, so look, Kenny, give me give me your last thoughts on this one. Look, uh, it's foolish for me. Uh, it's the false narrative that he continues pushing. It's it's clown shit, and I do hope for Javante Davis' sakes that at a certain point he gets tired of all the shit and decides, yo. 
I'm 28 or 20 or 30 at the time or 32, whatever age he's going to be at the time. If he ever does decide, yo, I need to fight some people before I retire. Because we don't see much fighters go and fight until their 40s. Pacquiao is one of the few. Yeah. You know, so I hope that sooner, sooner than later, we see him either demand to fight people or leave the money team. Well, go my- elsewhere. I see what Mar- Marley Mar is saying. He's like, nah, I totally disagree with you. They're getting tank paid. I'm not disputing the fact that they're getting tank paid. Not about money. But guess what? Eddie Hearn's getting Devin Haney paid. But Devin Haney's going to be in more meaningful fights by the look of it. I mean, regardless of what you want to say, Devin Haney's fight on Saturday was more meaningful than Tank's fight on Sunday. There's no doubt about it. To me, as a boxing fan, there's no doubt about that. But let's listen to some more. This one is from Fight Hub TV. Shout out to Marcos Viegas, who I saw Saturday night in Vegas. Let's see what he got out of Leonard Black Bond villain Ella B. The only thing missing here is the cat. I'm telling you. Let's have a listen. But the winner of the main event was to be ordered by the WBA to face George Cambosos for the super title as they're trying to eliminate the regular in the interim. He's a good fighter. Is that a fight that you guys will try to make? We're gonna we're gonna fight anybody. If it makes sense, we're gonna fight the biggest fights that are out there. And you know, he's just coming off of tonight, and we'll sit down and we'll have a conversation in the coming days on you know what's next. You know, we, you know. So he's gonna fight the biggest fighters out there. They're gonna do it if it makes sense. Uh, but he's already on record saying that these guys don't make sense because nobody's heard of them. And Floyd, as we showed, is already on record saying that, what? They're not doing anything out of the PBC, out of, uh, you know, the, the Mayweather Promotions bubble umbrella because they're not trying to make other people money. They're not trying to make other people look good. So I'm going to believe this when I see it, okay? Uh, but what's interesting to me too, Kenny, is that, He's actually starting to give interviews now about the most important fight in the world. Leonard versus Hearn. Okay. And by the way, I'm not talking about Sugar Ray Leonard against Thomas Hitman Hearn. Okay. I'm talking Leonard Ellaby versus Eddie Hearn. Apparently, uh, this is something that I guess these 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 sycophant reporters want to hear about if you want to call them reporters, and he's willing to talk about this uh, more than I've heard him talk about any Mayweather promotions fighter other than Mayweather himself, who I guess is semi-active at this point, or Javante Tank Davis, because I don't hear them talking about Badu Jack or anything else, but I do hear him talking about this. Uh, what makes you so hands-on and so different than other promoters instead of just riding around, you actually are showing up and putting the time in the gym. Talk well, to us about I, that. I'll be in the gym working myself. I'll be, be in the gym, too. I'll be in the gym, too. I, y'all just don't see it. The camera. He's in the gym training, Kenny. I mean, can't you tell? The guy's a physical specimen, bro. He's in the gym. He's staying sharp. He's on the mitts. We don't see it, and we don't believe it, lying-ass motherfucker. I'll be in the gym. 
I hit the bag and the speed bag and your body doesn't say you be in the gym. Stay sharp and know what's going on. You think you can take on another from another? If I knock that motherfucker cold out, period. And I wish he would, man. Come on, don't get me started. Leonard Ellerby says he will smoke at you. I'm telling you, y'all be asking questions. You see that reporter there? If you want to call him that, just gassing up LB, huh? Leonard Ellis, he says he would smoke Eddie Hearn. Okay. She would, man. Come on, don't get me started. With nah, Leonard Ellis, he says he would smoke I'm Eddie telling, Hearn. I'm telling you, y'all be asking questions. Y'all don't get that boy fucked up. I'm telling you, I'm not going to, I don't play them type of games. I don't play them yeah, type right. of games. They might do that over there. <laughs> Who's believing this? Yeah, Who right. looks at this man and actually believes that this man is fucking up anything that doesn't relate to food? <laughs> or that he'd be in the fucking gym. <laughs> Come on now, Kenny. Yeah, I don't play them type of games. What do you think? They don't play them type of games. It's true that uh, they're always bringing your name up. Eddie Hearn well, seems I, to kind of have a little thing the other for way you. Around. This is hilarious what these guys are doing here. Because honestly, he's the one always bringing up Eddie Hearn. Every time I've seen Eddie Hearn uh, discuss Ellaby, it's in response to Ellaby saying something. But here we go. Listen, listen. He's a he's a good promoter. I give him credit. He's a he's a good promoter. He thinks he's a lot better than what he actually is. And to be honest, it's like he's the best promoter in the game. Tell me I'm lying, Kenny. By, by far Tell the best promoter in the game. He's um, better than all these suckers put together. Eddie Hearn is every last he's, one of them. He's not making us pay for every single fight that makes sense. See, like, he, he yes, I mean, we do pay for the app, but he's not making us pay an $80 pay-per-view fee for every fight that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And he's definitely not putting Charles Martin and Ortiz on pay-per-view. Like, that, shit like that is jokes to me. You're on mute. You get to the super chat before I continue. My man, you got two of them. He's, he's back at it. He says, Leonard, work out at Dunkin' Donuts. Hashtag Doctor Robotic or robotic. I can see that. You know okay. they have those, they have those donuts that are long, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So you get a long donut, you put the two circle donuts on the side, and you got yourself a dumb baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know we've, got, we've got Remy two dollars super chat. Thank you so much, dear sir. He says Leonard ain't crossing the street. To fight Hearn, I actually believe that. But let's let's listen a little bit more. This he don't know what the fuck he doing. Like for an example, this is this is an example. Since y'all gonna go there, it's like the event they had last night. Devin and Jojo. Yeah. Okay. It has nothing to do with Devin, because I Devin and Bill are doing a very good job, and it would especially with what they're working with. But again, it's like. They're fighting on a platform that nobody fucking watches. For start, that's that's one one of the reasons why it's taking time to, you know, to build his profile because people oh, don't even know who he, he, he oh, is like that. This is player hating to the next level, yo. It's regular. Nobody watches the zone. Nobody has that app. Nobody watches the fights on the zone. Nobody was watching Canelo on the zone. Joshua on the zone. All of these fights that the zone's been showing, nobody watches it. Come on, bro. This is next level player hating. It's pushing the false narrative, trying to brainwash the money team. Uh, and I'm stealing this one again from, from D-Style. 
parrots. They they just repeat whatever the fuck Ellerby and Mayweather says and brainwash themselves to believe everything that these guys say in a foolish manner. 100%. And look, if you thought he was done there, I mean, he wasn't. Because shout out to my brother Radio Raheem. Saw him in New York City at the Gambosis fight with Teo. He was in L.A. He got an exclusive with Ellerby. Was he talking about actual fights being made? Of course not. He was talking about this. Can he ever listen? And um, let me ask you this question: Who does? What would be the biggest fight? Biggest fight for Kimbosis? Out of the guys you name? Yeah, I, I don't think it's arguable. Tank is the big, oh, okay. biggest fight for any well, of these guys. Well, well, but does he uh, want no. to fight those guys Tank and make the biggest table. fight? That's a great question. That's and you want to fight, and you know you, you saw what he was doing right there, he, swaying away from the question. One hundred percent. Tank will fight anybody. It just has to make sense. Will he fight anybody, Kenny? No. I mean, uh, will he? I mean, he he's fought a uh, over the hill Gamboa. Well, he fought Mario Barrios. He fought Isaac Pitbull Cruz, a replacement for Roly Romero. Who are, none of these guys are top tier. He'll fight anybody, though, right? You know why he'll fight anybody? Because there's only going to be 100 real boxing fans at his event. <laughs> Everybody's uh, going there to see an ass whooping, right? It's a, he, he's, he's a funny guy, man. It, it, it's, it's stupidity. I do believe that Tank actually would fight anybody. But will Mayweather and Ellerby put him in the ring with anybody? Well, I mean, I agree. I agree with that, but at the same time, he's asked a direct question, and he takes his cap off and starts sweat, starts wiping down sweat, and then Floyd takes over and says that you know uh, he's not going to fight anybody outside of the PBC Mayweather Promotions universe. Kenny, could you get to that super chat, please? I gotcha. D style boxing imitating Floyd May- May- Mayweather and LB. Fifty tried, rah 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 rah. 50 failed, rah, rah, rah. I'm assuming that's Mayweather with the 50 yeah. wins, 50, 50 wins or whatever, whatever. Uh, these guys are jokes. They're going to continue bigging up. Well, Mayweather's going to continue bigging up himself over Tank and taking time to uh, to be a narcissist. Ellerby is just going to continue talking non-truthful trash that doesn't make sense. That if you watch boxing and you're just and you're not watching – if you're a fan of boxing, instead of being a fan of the money team, you would see. Well, more of that is coming our way right now, bro. Uh, here we go. Apologies for that. And, and who does George Cambosis make the most money with? I would believe Tank and oh, okay. any of these guys would make the most so money it's with the Tank. biggest fight and the most money. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what I'm trying to figure out is who is actively trying to make the biggest fight with the most money because it doesn't appear to be a conversation that's actually being had by either side. Well, we just thank you, Raheem. Let's get right to it. Who's on your side is trying to make the big fights? Because all I hear you guys doing really is just blocking fights, downgrading opponents, saying that nobody knows them, saying that only a hundred real boxing fans are going to show up, anyways coming off of a fight we just i see unlike other other promoters i'm not gonna say promoters i'll say fighters we 
we we stay in our moment. We stay in our moment. Now we do things behind the scenes, you know, and kind of know what direction and that kind of stuff. But as far as they're doing things behind the scenes to set up the huge Barrios fight, the Bamboa fight. Obviously, they needed to set up the big fight with Rolly Romero. And when huge that fight. happened, the even bigger fight, they had to set that one up with Isaac Pitbull Cruz, right? Even though Devin Haney was out there offering the fight before he signed to fight Jojo Diaz. Let me get to Philly Drew Robbins. Philly was good. I know we got some tank fanboys here. Stand up and defend your boy. <laughs> yes, screw the fanboys. Tank keeps ducking Loma. Let's get back to Mr. Ellaby. You know, we knew this kid was going to be tough. And, and you get to talk about moving ahead, then you're overlooking and disrespecting what's in front of you. And that's a no-no. That's how you get upset. That's exactly how you get upset. I had none but the utmost respect for for Cruz and his team, Sean Givens, Manny Pacquiao promotions. He's tough. Again, he's no no different from anything I've ever seen before. He reminds me of the Jesus Chavez's and the Carlos Hernandez's, you know, that I've seen coming up. I knew we knew what it what it, what it was. Now, of the guys calling Tank out, Ryan Garcia has made his desire did. known. Oh, he doing that again? Yeah, he's doing, he doing that again. What Ryan Garcia needs to do, in my opinion, go get you a fight. And if all this talking you doing, get your ass in the ring. Don't talk about it. Get your ass in the ring. You want to? You you saying you you y'all said I didn't. I wasn't on Twitter, so I don't know what he said. And again, I'm just going off of what some of you guys have said. Listen, get him a get him a tuna fight. Get him a tuna fight, which I'm sure that they're gonna probably put him in the ring. At some point, and then we'll see what he's gonna do. I guarantee you he won't get in the ring with Tank Davis. I guarantee you that. Now, you know, <laughs> he said that with so much confidence. He guarantees him that he won't get in the ring with Tank Davis. I I I don't doubt that. I mean, there's no doubt that Ryan Garcia has been AWOL, but I don't th- I don't doubt for a second that he'd get in the ring with Tank Davis. Definitely not after the Pitbull Cruise fight. Uh, but before I get your opinion on that, let me get to North Bank Bren. Shout out to North Bank Bren because he's saying, shout out, Maestro, keep fighting a good fight. If you look at all the promotional companies currently, there is no dominant force. they all as bad as each other. I respectfully disagree. I think that Matchroom under Eddie Hearn and tied to zone is killing the game uh, right now. Uh, personally, especially from the perspective of a dues-paying bike fan. Uh, I look at the monthly tab every month, and guess what? It's looking pretty good when it comes to the zone. We got doing it classy, bro. We got a call here, though. Uh, you're on You're on live with Maestro and Kenny T. This is 267. What's good? Philly. How's it going, Philly? Yeah. I'm on my way to work now. Get ready to get on my train in like 30 minutes. Because I'll call in real quick. Nice, nice. And everybody, let everybody know that, you know, take the most protected fighter in boxing, number one. Okay. Number two, he got, he's bucking a lot. He's bucking on the train still. Number three, 
I won't be surprised if I go see a pizza. I, I really don't see how people go to Charlie a take when one, he hasn't, he's never set a legit number 135 pounder until he fought Cruz. And Cruz obviously beat him and, and hurt him a couple of times. And I, I don't understand how these guys are still trying to protect this dude and not trying to, you know, give him a, the big payday because he only made a million dollars in that cruise fight. And for so called for a pay per view store and everything, aren't you supposed to at least make 10 million bucks? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the official numbers are, but my understanding is that Devin Haney makes about $3 million a fight. So do the math. He's making, he's making less than Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Lomachenko, Teofimo, can boast can boast this. So, actually, he, he, made a little bit, he makes more than can boast this, but, he, but can boast this paid more than on this fight, this past fight. But... All these guys are making more money than Tink. And they're saying he's the cash cow with 35. But he's fighting all these two level fighters. And he's fighting a Leo Santa Cruz that moved up from 122. And he struggled with a one legged Gamboa. So that tells you one thing, a couple things. His boxing's overrated. His power, when it comes to a guy with a good chin, is non-existent because he couldn't hurt, he, he didn't hurt Cruz at all. And when he gets into the line of fire and gets to a good-ass puncher like Cruz, he holds them because he's been mostly holding that whole fight. Every, when Cruz does a couple of good shots at him, he held them. And he even got warned about it, too. So Yes, he did. I don't... So I don't understand how people could say he beats everybody at 135, where he can't even beat a five foot three midget. And, and look, D Cell's making a good point because I saw this watching the fight too. I saw it live, and then it was emphasized in every single replay of a significant Tank Davis punch. They were blocked. He was hitting the shoulder. He was hitting the arm. He was hitting the glove. Very few of those shots actually landed clean. If you don't believe me, look at Cruz's face after the fight. He was crispy clean. Tell me I'm lying, Kenny. He was fresh, bro. His face was fresh, barely any scratches. Uh, and Gervonta was the one that had a scratch somewhere or something above the eye and a couple marks on the side of the cheek. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, um, Cruz definitely did his thing. I'm I'm not sure. He definitely hurt him to the body a few times, and that's when Tank was grabbing hard and trying to push the head down where he got the warning. And I definitely agree that most of those punches were blocked. Most of the savage punches that look like the crazy uppercuts that he'd be throwing, and you they would show the replay of the uppercut, and you would see Cruz's glove, glove and then Tank hit. You know, and, you know, they, the, the, the reporters were so goddamn biased that you would see the uppercut hit the glove and they would still act as if that punk punch landed for Tank. It, it's so biased. <laughs> Absolutely. And, Ted, I'm not saying that I – and I'm talking to Ted Otango here, big up to Ted. I'm not saying I think Cruz won the fight at all. I'm just mentioning the fact that uh, a lot of what we were seeing was pretty biased. Um, and that, look, Tank honestly didn't look very good. Spe look, 
if you're a level of what Leonard Elbert, Ellerby keeps prevent, uh, presenting Tank as, you obliterate Isaac Cruz. You destroy Isaac Cruz. You knock out Isaac Cruz. He didn't do that. Drew, any last thoughts? Well, first of all, I scored the fight as well. And, like, to be honest with you guys, now I know how, I know where Jamal Charlo gets his excuses from. He left the, the book of the smart guy of Leonard Elby, you know, the stupid guy of Leonard Elby, one of the funny guys. You got a little bit of background noise there, Drew, so I, I couldn't hear that. I'm going to let you go, but please do call back. All right. I'm a brother. Thank you, Drew, for the call. Appreciate it. So that was Drew Iris. Check out the Shoe Shine, the newest show that's part of the HCP network. He goes live Monday nights around 10 p.m. Eastern with the brother Dave from the 408. We're going to get right back at it, uh, Kenny. Uh, we got it right here. Um, actually, we got another call to get to first. He's calling from Ohio. Maybe he's like Cameron. He gets it in Ohio. Who is this? What's up, man? It's Sly. How y'all doing? Oh, Sly Tendencies. What's good, fam? Yeah. How's it going, What's brother? What's up, man? Hey, guys. What's up, Kenny? Good. Cool, uh, good. I, had a, I actually had a question for Kenny, and then I had a question for you, Maestro. Go for it. Okay. The, the first one's more of a comment for Kenny because I wanted to tell him because he was uh, – I'm a big T.O. fan, but I was going to say, like, I heard people, there's still people in here saying, oh, T.O. was going to, he was hurt and all this stuff. Look, man, I'm a T.O. fan, and I wanted to tell Kenny this because I don't want Kenny to think I was trying to cap for T.O., but T.O. signed the fight. He took it, injured or not, he took the L, and he came out there, and he had, in my opinion, for him to think that a dude that had been training for a whole year against him to think that he was going to come out there and knock him out in the first round was the stupidest game plan I've ever seen in my life. So I just wanted <laughs> I wanted Kenny to know that, yeah, man, I'm a big T.O. fan, but I thought it was just dumb <laughs> for him to do that. I so agree I with you wholeheartedly, that. brother. Yeah, I can't – I couldn't, like, articulate all that in the chat. <laughs> but uh, with Maestro, real quick, I, I know it's not open topic. I know we're trying to stay on subject here. No, that's fine. Go but, for it. Um, I was going to say real quick, you posted the video of uh, Pauly Malinaji, and um, it, he was yelling at uh, the Steve, Showtime. Steven, Steven Espinoza. Yeah, Espinoza. And I'll say this quick, real quick, that I'm a, I think Pauly Malinaji is one of the, the best analysts that I've ever seen. I didn't agree with uh, some of the stuff that he said I thought was 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 true, but he started saying that he started kind of going into that territory, the dog whistling when he was talking about fathers and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I wanted to know, I, I love your opinion on this kind of stuff. So I wanted to know what you thought about it. I mean, I was just going to say that, I, you know, I thought Paulie was a decent fighter and, and he's a great analyst, but I don't know how to, you know, it's like kind of like when you find out like your favorite mu musician is a weirdo or something like can you separate well, the art from the artist. So. <laughs> here, here's here's what I said yeah. about this. And I had a video about this uh, many months ago when I first started doing my own thing on YouTube around March. Essentially, what he mm -hmm. was saying was that he doesn't like to hear uh, people saying that um, I don't know if it was. Uh, 
that all white people are pri- that all white people are privileged, um, and that uh, all black people uh, face uh, severe. I don't know what the word it was. I don't. I don't want to get the quote wrong. It wasn't like discrimination, mm-hmm. but it's like um, oppression. I think was the word he said. Um, yeah. And my my view of this at the time, and it's still my view about this now, is that he is a Sicilian dude from Brooklyn. Um, his experience as a quote unquote white man is not going to be the same as, you know, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant whose descendants came over on the Wayf- uh, uh, Mayfair and are blue bloods and, you know, have a lot of wealth. Like his yeah. experience is that of a Southern European immigrant who is quite, uh, you know, darker skin for a white person because he is Sicilian. and. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't like people thinking that just because he is who he is that he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth and didn't face any adversity because I've heard him talk about his upbringing. It was very rough. There's no doubt about it. Um, but he mm-hmm. should have kept it at that. His mistake was going in and talking about black people. Like, I- I'll be the first one to talk about, you know, black black millionaires and billionaires and how they shouldn't have access to the type of things or be lumped in with people like me who, you know, work regular jobs and face all kind of discrimination and oppression that they don't face because they live in rich areas and drive expensive vehicles in rich areas and don't send their kids to private school and all of the other stuff. But his mistake was stepping on that landmine as a Sicilian. He should have just kept it to the first part. And uh, I'm just going to leave it at that and get back to the topic. Yeah, I felt like a lot of that stuff was... I always thought, like, this guy's way too smart to be dipping in that, but it was a lot of back and forth with people online and stuff, too, but I still think he's a great analyst, but I just, you know, the the whole... uh, People always got to get crazy with their shit, but that's all I got, man. Thanks, guys. Oh, you got it. Talk to you guys. Absolutely. uh, I'll be in the chat, man. 100%, and we'll get right back to close out the show with a little bit more. Of this man here, Kenny. Let's get right back to it. Again, Tank will run his ass out the ring. Trust and believe that. He will run his ass out the ring. Do you believe that to be true for Devin Haney, for Cambosis, for even Lomachenko? Tank will be any lightweight out there. Any of them guys. You name them, he can beat them. That just don't go for, for, for Ryan Gar. Tank will beat them all. So on a night like this, when there is a sensational fight, this one was a tough one. No one can say it wasn't tough. Even you guys say it wasn't that tough, but the fans. No, no, we didn't uh, say we didn't say it wasn't that tough. He's a he's a tough, hard nosed fighter, and again, his style, his styles that make fights, styles that make fights, and he has a good chin. We don't believe you. That at some point soon, Davis would have to fight some of these. Davis named fighters at 35. Okay. We're going to yeah. do we Okay, yeah, I have we have no problems with fighting anybody. So we who name specific, I don't have to say any of the names. We have no problems with fighting any of these guys who you're talking about. No problem at all. So what do you see the hurdle as being to making these fights? If it's the biggest fight, the biggest money, you have no problem, they're calling him out. What's well, really okay, happening? Again, again, it's like what's really happening. So you just, <laughs> this is you I just mentioned hear. Haney, for example. What's really happening? This is what we need to get to. Why are we not getting these fights? Devin Haney makes a lot of money, and I'm proud of him for that. I'm proud of his dad, and I'm proud of him. 
they are they are he's an excellent boxer and he's a good businessman too okay but would we pay him that kind of money that that he, he's making absolutely not and i'm just being totally honest and so the cat is out of the bag kenny they don't want to pay premier opponents for tank davis hence the barrios fight hence the cruise fight because they can pay these guys pennies on the dollar they can't pay pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. to lomachenko they can't pay pennies on the dollar to devin haney or, by the way, to George Gambosis Jr. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes from here. Kenny. First off, if you're watching the show, please like and subscribe to Maestro I. You already know. Uh, we be back here every Monday live. Uh, but, yeah, no, man. LRB is, is foolish is a, is a joke. If, if you can't pay the other fighters to have the fight on your channel, uh, excuse me, on uh, hosted by PVC, then let Tank go and fight for another promotional company that is going to pay the other fighters. And you know who I know will pay the other fighters? Eddie Hearn and The Zone with Matchroom Boxing. So, you know, uh, it's all excuses. It's all about money. Money-hungry people that want to uh, want to make 98, 97 cents out of every dollar and give a cent to the opposing fighter and two cents to their fighter. It's a joke. It's a joke. If, if if this is a promotional company that's about the fighters, that's about the fighters' uh, best interest and and well being, then stop the jokes and do what he needs to be uh, to have a, a legacy like career to go to the Hall of Fame. At the end of the day, once if and when uh, we all die, our money does not go with us. Our we were, we're not going to be remembered by the amount of dollars that we had. But we will be remembered. He will be remembered if he makes it to the Hall of Fame. If he has a legitimate legacy, like career. If it, you, you, do you understand what I'm saying? It's one hundred percent. It's about legacy. Let's hear. Let's hear what Leonard says. It has nothing to do with him as the fighter, because again, you have to bring value to the table. Well, there you go. It's not about legacy for him. It's about bringing money to the table. And I guess he doesn't want to overpay guys like Devin Haney because he just flat out admitted it. He's not going to pay what Eddie Hearn pays. Okay. You have to bring value to the table. Has nothing to do with his box. So four belts that Josh Taylor brings isn't value, right, Kenny? Boxing skills, or they are smart. And it has nothing to do. We're talking about value. Value. But when I say that, then, oh, you just only thinking about, because y'all, but when Aaron say it, Aaron say, what did he say? Aaron say, I'm not paying him no X. Why did Aram say that? Yeah, but Aram, to his credit, let him go and fight on the zone. Yeah, Adam says, "You well, you know, he. Uh, I'm not going to pay that money, but uh, let it go up to purse bid. If somebody else wants to pay the money to see this fight, then I'm willing to let him pay the money to see this fight. And that's Why what they do that with Tank. That's what happened. Why did Aram say that? Yeah. Because guess what? He's been in the business... 50, 70 years or whatever, and he know he know the the economics of the situation, and and where the revenue comes from, and you, you know what I mean. He's a smart guy. Yeah, the revenue comes from the zone. Eddie Hearn, Matro. Uh, you mentioned uh, another promoter, Bob Arum. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna get in the ring with Bob Arum too. Even for bringing this back up, because he knows that he's about to get some fire quotes 
by bringing up this next question. Obviously, promoters have their own <laughs> level of competition. They've got their own relationships uh, back and forth. And the scrum that we just did, you know that is going to go crazy on that place you call Twitter. That thing is going to go crazy in the comments. Oh, about what I said about the dude. Listen, <laughs> well, I, let, let me, let me no, state no, it no. so that you can answer it because you know they're okay. going to come for this. Okay, sure. uh, you know, you're in the gym. You you stay in shape. You box. And just a few but minutes is, ago, no, you said is, you beat Eddie Hearn's ass. I'm saying somebody asked me that question. I didn't just say that. Like Somebody said well, something about a fight. It's like, yeah. It's like, but I don't want to get this back and forth because I'm telling you. I'm just being honest. I'm not going to play those games. I'm not going to play that back and forth game. I'm not. I'm going to stay in my lane and do do what I do. You know what I mean? I'm not going to play that back and forth and get – because I'm telling you, y'all can get him. I just need to pause this real quick to appreciate the stunning shades. Just let that breathe. Check out the stunning shades real quick. I got to give it to him for that. I mean, come on now. Look at those sunglasses, dog. Y'all can get the, that man some going, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to play that game. I, I'm not going to allow him to disrespect me. Like, he played that little game. He, he I, I guarantee you, he come t- he come 10 feet close to me, I'll smack the shit out of him. <laughs> in front of him. <laughs> I'm not going to play those games. I'm not going to play those. Oh, man. This is too. This is too funny. I'm a kid. This game. is too I'm funny. Not, I'm gonna stay in my lane. Mind oh, my business. Oh my goodness. My oh my god. I got. I got to run that back. That. I'm sorry. I'm play those games. This is too good. This Close is me, too I'll good. Smack the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna play those games. Oh I'm not man. I'm a kid. Game. Oh. I'm gonna stay in my lane and mind my business <laughs> and take care of my fighters. But this back and forth. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. That oh, man, man just needs to mind his business, oh. keep keep my name out of his fucking mouth, and do his job. <laughs> and we good. I mean, Leonard is suddenly saying, like, it's on on site. <laughs> he said it's on site. Disrespectful to me, I will smack the shit out of him. <laughs> Period. Oh, my God. A period. Video right here with Leonard Ellerby. Oh, look at him. Look at the walk off. Oh, look at the eyes into the camera at the end. <laughs> Did you see the oh, eyes into the camera? Job. Check out the walkout. I mean, Leonard is suddenly saying, like, it's on on site. If Check out the eyes. Listen, listen, if he says something disrespectful to me, I will smack the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Follow the eyes. There it is. Radio Raheem with Leonard Ellerby. Radio <laughs> 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 Raheem, bro. That's the best. A Radio Raheem piece I've seen since he got the till this day out of Deontay Wilder. Leonard on site Ellaby. He about to slap the shit out of Eddie Hearn. Le- nope. Leonard Ellaby is one of the few true ones, bro. No, I mean, excuse me, not Leonard Ellaby, Radio Raheem. He's one of the very few dudes that actually be questioning people. And it's <laughs> like he 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 contradicts people, he questions people, and he has his funny little reactions, little smiles, his little <clears throat> <laughs> he do be killing me. Big up Radio Raheem. Big up Radio Raheem. That was some fine work by that brother, man, right there. Great work by Radio Raheem, 100%. So, look, you know, uh, guys, I don't think it's it's debatable. I mean, this guy to me is by far the biggest hater. Um, 
I got to put Mayweather up there. I'm not going to spend a lot of time burning through more minutes on this, but everybody knows what was going down with him uh, making the comments about Canelo before the tank fight. Again, it was almost as if there was more comments about Canelo uh, than there were about his own fighter, Tank Davis, right? And then, you know, there's Oscar. I got to put Oscar up there too. I, I got to uh, because of the criticisms of Canelo. Uh, I mean, it, it, there was a moment in time, I mean, last year, the year before, where it seems like almost everything that came out of uh, uh, Deloia's mouth was a Canelo uh, hit, hit job, you know, criticism, uh, hating complaint. So, you know, uh, there's there's video after video of, of of him just essentially hating on Canelo, but uh, look, maybe I got to put him up there too. Um, maybe he'll be my number three. Like I said, we bump Aram down to number four, or uh, yeah, the number four. Kenny, uh, is that lift? Is that list out out of whack, or or what do you think? You're on mute, bro. Pardon, pardon. I said that list is pretty good. LRB, uh, LRB, Aram, and De La Hoya are definitely on the list. Mayweather's not a promoter, so he can't go on the list. He uh, is Mayweather Promotions. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, who, and who does he promote? Tank Davis. Isn't Tank Davis promoted by the money team? Yeah, that's him. That's Mayweather. Mayweather. No, no. Mayweather Promotions, the money team, if you ask me, are two different things. He owns the money team. He's And LRB is the promoter for the money team. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's it's Mayweather promotions, but I'll, I'll definitely double check that, Kenny, and look into it. But yeah, l- yeah. let's let's leave it on this one. Um, you know, I'll do, we can do one last Kenny reacts. Here we go. Fuck you. Fucking knock your ass out. <laughs> And that's how you throw punches, balance, power, and speed. Um, by the way, these messages were for Canelo, and this is far from the worst thing that Oscar Deloy was doing or saying about Canelo, but, you know, fuck you, I'll knock you out, and then essentially saying that the brother has no balance, no real speed, no power. Okay, buddy. Um, I, I, I'd love to see you do that against Canelo. Like, it, it, actually, I wouldn't like to see that. That would be actually really bad. Uh, so, look, those are my top three, guys. Um, Kenny, the, the third one might be in dispute with you because you're doubting whether Mayweather's a, an actual promoter. We'll have to return to that one later. I mean, it can get confusing at times because a lot of these guys have their promotional companies. The Takeover Promotions, Sweet Hands Promotions, Javante uh, Tank Davis, GTD Promotions. Um, so, yeah. But, look, any last words, Kenny? Uh, thought that was a great show. Hope all of y'all enjoyed it. I'm going to throw it to my brother, Kenny T, for final words. Uh, man, yeah, no, no final words. Just uh, thank you guys all for watching. Thank you for tuning in. And please like and subscribe to the video. Please subscribe to my channel. I got a nice show lined up for y'all tomorrow. Uh, let's continue moving. Let's continue going. Uh, let's not hate like LRB and Mayweather and the rest of these hating ass promoters. And let's just 
continue doing what we do and bigging up our boxing community and the real boxes that knocking motherfuckers out. 100%. And look, hit the chat. You're going to see the link to go watch Women Crushing It Wednesdays on a, a sister in the ring with Christine's channel. I also want you to hit Kenny's link. We got to get Kenny's subs up. All right, so let's do that. Kenny, drop the link, please, in the chat. It won't allow me to. All right, dr drop it in the private chat, and I'll drop it. And I'll Thank make you. sure uh, you must not have a wrench, uh, which I'll take care of right yeah, now. Because this is the, the the new channel I created. I was uh, writing commenting for my own oh, YouTube. Right, before. of course. So I got I to gotta drop a wrench for you on the new channel. We'll take care of that right and now. And you got a new super chat to take care of. Yeah, let, let, why don't you do that while I while I set up the other part, Kenny? Sounds good, sounds good. Puro Sur Central Boxeo. Pound or hashtag CCD gave you five bucks. Shout out not ACP. One million exclamations. Thanks for all the love. Thanks for everything. Thanks from Maestro. Thanks from everybody. Appreciate you. Appreciate, appreciate all the super chats. It keeps Maestro going. Keeps us going. Let's continue putting out great content. Again, please follow my channel. Maestro just sent out the link. And let's go check out In the Ring with Christine, who is interviewing Amir Khan after this channel. Everybody have an amazing five-star night. 100%. That is it for us. We are out of here. You guys take care uh, and have a great rest of the week. We will be back soon. That is it for us. We're up out of here. It's a top selector. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. I know you're going to dig this. The Mice Prince.